0: It's Anthony Cazenzo with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are doing well. It is late Thursday evening, but the Bengals just concluded their second game of the 2019 preseason. And hey, guess what? Zach Taylor got his first win officially as an NFL head coach. So good for him. Congratulations to Zach Taylor. The Bengals beat the Redskins in Washington 23-13. And... Um, So I guess there is a feeling of of some positivity going on, but um, I would be remiss if I did not say all of the mistakes that were accumulated by both teams, um, all of the mistakes that accumulated over the course of the game. Um, I'm seeing right away right now, uh, pass rush. These are, these are a couple of the positives. So I'm going to go through some of the positives. Uh, We'll, we'll talk about some of the negatives as well. Um, To me, I, I, I think Chuck Williams and, and Chris Higdon. Uh, how are you guys? By the way, uh, Robert Jackson follows it up. Uh, Ch- Ryan Finley is probably the story of the night. Um, Ryan Finley threw for two touchdowns, hit a number of different receivers, and really, really played well throughout the course of the the, the evening. Um, I believe he finished. Uh, I'll have to look. I believe he was about 20 of 25. Uh, I'll need to need to double check that, but, um, he 20 of 26 for 150 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, pretty good evening from him. Uh, two touchdowns. He got drew sample involved Auden Tate, another preseason favorite. Uh, both of those guys caught touchdowns from Ryan Finley. So you gotta like that, uh, out Tate making a bid for himself. Making uh, To make the final roster, Uh, Damian Willis had the co-lead in receptions with five on five targets, importantly, and had the lead in receiving yards with 59 on the night. So a a pretty good night for him after a quiet preseason opener. Um, You know, uh, John Wright from Fort Lauderdale. Hey, John, how are you? Thanks for joining us. It's late for you, man. So appreciate you joining us. Um, So... Uh, I, I see, um, I, there, so there are a lot of things that I saw, especially with the twos that were very positive. Jordan Willis had a nice pass rush that caused a huge play. Carrie Wynn had a, had a sack and got the fumble that Jordan Willis forced. So you got to like that. Later on in the game, there were some other sacks of Dwayne Haskins and, and things like that. So you have to like some of those things that you saw, but unfortunately, There are still some negatives, and a lot of those negatives did come in the form of how the number ones played and how uh, the penalties. The penalties are just – I I don't know. So, you know, I looked back at at some things last week, and the Bengals had um, 11 penalties last week. They matched that total this week. And you can see the visible frustration by Zach Taylor – some of that has to do with obviously some physical limitations. I mean, your holds and, and things like that are going to happen because, you know, maybe, you know, they're, they're just, you're overmatched on a play and that's that's what happens. But um, the false starts and other things, very, very frustrating. A lot of mental mistakes by this team. Um, you know, basically there were there were big errors in all three phases for a team that came out with a win. Um the kickers, uh, Tristan Vizcaino, hit an awesome 57-yard field goal, but he also misses a 46-yarder. While Randy Bullock also misses an extra point. Um, you look back, and you know you, we can talk about a number of different things. Andy Dalton picks six in the red zone. Offensive line penalties, issues galore. So there is still a lot of kinks to be worked out here. Luckily, there's still a little bit of time. Luckily, there there are they are still going to be getting a lot of important players back who have been resting or have been injured. Um, We did see our first look at Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard um, this evening, but um, you know, not much to share there because anything they did of note was really kind of negated from offensive line penalties and things like that. So um, yeah, Kevin Riley, sloppy play early. got to get that cleaned up and, and some of the sloppiness including the penalties really carried throughout the entire game. And you know what? It wasn't just the Bengals either. Uh, I I do want to clarify that. The Redskins had a pretty awful night when it came to penalties. Their kicker struggled, uh, missed an extra point in a field goal attempt as well. So, um, you know, a a lot of different issues kind of come into fruition for both teams. And you can look at it one of two ways, right? You can look at it as, well, it's the preseason. It's still only the second game for both of these teams that that they've played, so they're still working out a lot of different kinks, which is true. Or and or you could look at it as well. Maybe these two teams aren't really slated to be very good this year, and we're seeing some some of that kind of right in front of our eyes. I hate to say that, but um, you know there are there are noticeable issues. I mean, even the number one defense looked a little lost early on. Um, but hey. They they came out with a win, and if this were a regular season game, I think our tone may, might be a little bit different because it is a road game, a road win, a game that should be very winnable. Um, because I don't, I, I think Washington seems very beatable, but you know, um, you have to tip your cap to to Zach Taylor because he got his first win, as I mentioned at the the onset of this here. Uh, he got his first win as an NFL head coach, so you gotta like that. But a lot of different issues. And again, I go back to, yes, uh, these issues that are occurring are from some of these young and unproven players that are trying to make the roster, maybe back-end positional guys. But you saw an absolutely awful night from C.J. Ozama, who just signed a uh, a big contract. I don't want to single him out because he's a good player and a good guy. But awful night. Three penalties, had one catch for one yard. That's not going to do anything good for you. Bobby Hart, same kind of issues, Uh, two penalties on the evening. Right next to him, John Miller, new acquisition, a a penalty as well. Um, You know, you have your quarterback throwing passes. To me, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but to me, Andy Dalton was throwing a lot of sidearm passes, a lot of kind of shot put type of throws that really – I haven't seen him throw throw like that in this motion. Maybe that's because of the the passing lanes are very limited and he's got to work with that. I don't know possibility, but uh, just kind of a some differences I'm noticing from him this this uh, this year in these two games. Now he did make a couple of very nice throws as well. You know, hit some. He he threw one in a window. I I believe it was to Damian Willis. uh, uh, Josh Malone, excuse me, it was Josh Malone, Um, and that was a nice, you know, kind of read the zone there and threaded a a pretty thin needle. But I, I I did not like what I saw from the from the early groups, Um, and I, I, you know, I think unfortunately because of Zach Taylor's age, his inexperience, and all of that. You, the, those of us who have been around the team a little while, um, when the Bengals are making mental mistakes, when their roster doesn't maybe show the athleticism that you would like it to show, you harken back to, unfortunately, the, the early 1990s and and some things there. And I saw moments in, in time tonight that reminded me that. But they also showed me a lot of hope and spark. And, and what I liked, aside, you know, I mentioned – that they had major issues in all three phases of the game. They had a dropped interception by Jermaine Pratt. They had the the missed kicks. Um, they had the pick six in the red zone by the offense. What they did have is they had their backup quarterback engineer two touchdown drives, and they did very well. The return men on special teams, Darius Phillips and Alex Erickson, had outstanding nights. Darius Phillips had two great kick returns to start the game. Alex Erickson, of course, had the 75-yard return to seal the win. So you like that, as some mentioned, later in the in the game, the Bengals forced a, a turnover on defense based on the pass rush. They got after the quarterback a bit more on the pass rush, something we didn't see as much last week. So even though I, I mentioned the issues, what there were also a lot of positives um, that you can kind of note and take away from, and, and it's not just positives from guys that you know, aren't really going to make the team. These are these are positives from players like an Alex Erickson, who should be a pretty solid contributor to to this team. Kerry Wynn's probably going to make the team and be a rotational defensive lineman. He had a nice night. Ryan Finley making the case to be the backup quarterback for this team. So, um, you know, I, I think that there there are there's a lot to criticize, but, but there are a, a, there is a decent amount of things to be, to be happy about getting to some of these questions and comments here in just a second. If you don't know, yeah, I got to reintroduce myself because people come and go from these live videos, tune in and tune out, uh, of those, uh, from this so I, I gotta I gotta reintroduce myself. So excuse me if I sound redundant, but I am Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Um, you can get our show uh, through Cincy Jungle and a number of different ways that you get your podcast. So check out our show if you're new to it. We'd love to have you join us fellow contributor at Cincy Jungle, John Sheeran is a co-host of that show. So uh, we'd love to have you. And of course, Cincy Jungle is your spot for post-game analysis, opinions, breaking news, injury news, all that kind of stuff. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Uh, Tate, greater than core by Rafael Belisario. Scott Fitzgerald Tate needs to start week one. Um, Trevor Peters says, what about core? So this is kind of a a major position battle brewing. Um, Cody did have a couple of nice catches, um, you know, in this, in this game. And you got to like that, that he's trying hard and fighting for a spot. Um, I I liked the measurables. I liked things coming out about him as he came out of the draft, but We've, we're now in, I think, year three or four of Cody Core. We've seen him in games. Last year was not great. Uh, a couple of key drops in huge games. Um, you know, I, I, to me, I still want to give him a chance, but I'm looking a little bit more for some of this newer blood, the the Auden Tate, the Damian Willis, um, potentially a Stanley Morgan. Stanley Morgan was a little more quiet tonight than he was uh, in the debut against the Chiefs, whereas Damian Willis was more quiet in the debut and led the team in receiving uh, this this game. So to me, I think Auden Tate is proving to be uh, a viable weapon in this offense. Now, let's, know, let's not make any mistake about it. Auden Tate is not going to outrun anyone on the field. He's not going to outrun defenders. He's not going to Um, you know, blow by people with his speed. What he's going to do is he's going to high point the football. He's going to be a red zone weapon and a chain mover because of his size and his catch radius. So if he's going to be on the team, I think that the Bengals would be wise to use him in niche situations, especially if you have a healthy AJ Green, a healthy John Ross, a healthy Tyler Boyd, you use him in niche situations, use his size, use him in niche play calls to be able to, to utilize those strengths, um, you saw in the first game, he made a couple of nice catches, including one where he high pointed the ball at the at the goal line. There, he had a couple of nice uh, plays where he bailed Ryan Finley out on throws behind him and moved the chains. And then, of course, uh, went into the end zone for a touchdown. So, I think that Auden Tate is making a nice case for himself to be on the team and, and potentially contribute. Um, Cody Cora, I, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly. Uh, <laughs> seeing a lot of thumbs down core, thumbs up Tate. Um, Would you start Tate or Ross? To me, see, I think, I think the thing is with those two, first of all, we haven't seen much, we haven't seen much of anything from Ross this really this camp or, or preseason or anything. So, um, you know, we've heard that he's rehabilitated himself. He's got, uh, he's in a better mental headspace, all that kind of stuff, but he's not playing meaningful snaps right now. So, He needs to get out there. He needs to show, yeah, I've still got that trademark speed. Yes, I've locked down my concentration and drops aren't an issue. And, of course, the most important thing is be available and be healthy. For now, I think you keep both Ross and Tate. And, like I said, you come up with specific plays, specific designs to use both of those players because their skill sets are very, very different. Um, So, I think... I think you use those, but for now, and it's unfortunate to say with a number nine overall pick in Ross, but for now, both of those guys, Tate and Ross, seem to be niche players that you get them the football uh, in specific situations and specific play call designs. That That's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing with it. Um, I see John Wright, offensive line, way too many penalties. The offensive line is a mess, folks. It's a mess, um, and there's not really a way to dance around it. As I mentioned, Bobby Hart, two penalties. John Miller, your starting new right guard, a penalty. There's a report earlier on Thursday, Christian West- Westerman may now be contemplating retirement. Um, I don't know if that's, I'm going to take my ball and go home because I don't have the starting spot at left guard now or injuries or a myriad of things. But, um, you know, he doesn't seem to be really in the mix at this point. Michael Jordan looked good last week, looked good in practice this week, had another penalty this week. Billy Price is running with the twos at center. That's your former first round pick from last year. That is now your backup center at this point. Um, Cordy Glenn, a penalty. Uh, John Jerry, very inconsistent. So not a good night from the offensive line. And at some point, I know you got to find the best guys and you got to mix guys in to see what that flow is. At some point, though, Zach Taylor and Jim Turner need to realize that offensive line is about continuity. And you can't build continuity by getting guys in and out of there all the time and and mixing and matching. At some point they got to, they got to figure out and some point in the very near future, they got to figure out who their best five are in the, in the exact spots that they want to play them and go with it because uh, the, you know, communication is, is key along the offensive line. Um, You know, playing together and getting used to styles of play is key. So they're going to need to do that and figure things out pretty quickly on the offensive line and no doubt about it, you know, we can, we can slam Andy Dalton. Um, you know, he missed the throw last week against Josh Maloney. He had the pick six in the, uh, the red zone here this week. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This line play is and will affect his, his play. Um, I mean, it, it affected him tonight. That was a tipped ball that, um, you know, you, you can't really hold a, a defender's arms down. But if you lock a guy up pretty well as a blocker, Uh, They have difficulty a lot of times getting their arms up to be able to bat a ball down. And uh, this offensive line isn't doing that. It's not sealing the point of attack. It's getting a lot of penalties. So, uh, you know, they need to shore that up quickly. And I I think if the Bengals are able to shore up the offensive line quickly and at least put something that looks like an average to slightly above average unit, if they can get that style of play out there from a group like that, I think that... Overall, the entire morale, the entire confidence level of the team and the fan base will rise because there's that that is the most probably the weakest area of the team and is the most critical. And if that raises and the linebacker play does not, I think you would take that uh, linebacker continues to be an issue. You know, I mentioned Jermaine Pratt had his hands on an interception tonight. Um, there were a couple of plays where the linebackers were out out outmanned or outran um you know Adrian Peterson popped a huge big run first play from from there. offensive play from scrimmage there so um you know there, there are still some some issues to be hammered out there again no Geno Atkins uh tonight I, I don't believe and um you know Sam Hubbard playing very limited snaps Carl Lawson probably won't see significant snaps until week three so um you know th- th- there are missing pieces on on you know, both sides of the ball that are affecting some things. And maybe a lot of these ills will be cured when a lot of those star players come back. But a lot of those star players aren't, that are missing out of the lineup, aren't missing at linebacker or aren't missing at offensive line. So they better figure that stuff fast. Um, Do you think that this is the most likely, that that this is most likely Dalton's last year? It's obvious he doesn't fit the scheme from Joe Jibber. You know what? it. What's weird is I really think he he would be the guy that would fit the scheme. Um, I really feel like he is a guy that he he does thrive on on short passes. He thrives on play action. He thrives on timing patterns. He th- he's a rhythm guy. Andy Dalton is a rhythm guy. That's why a lot of times in some of his best seasons, especially under Hugh Jackson, you saw a lot of screen passes. You saw a lot of short passes to really get him in a rhythm, build his confidence up. And then you saw him continue to play well from there. When things weren't going well early for Andy Dalton, things tended to snowball, especially in the big games. Um, But you know, I kind of felt like this was an offense really that was going to prop him up. Um, And he looked sharp last week. Look, he looked sharp last week. He missed one egregious throw, but Overall, he looked sharp last week. He had a high pro football focus rating, but did not look sharp today. He was kind of running for his life at, at a couple of times. Um, penalties put him in a big hole, uh, so you can't really put that on on Dalton. And then, of course, the bad interception in the red zone. Now, luckily, we can hammer Dalton for that, inter- that red zone interception, but luckily he has been one of the best passers really ever in NFL history. Um, who in terms of passer rating in the red zone, lack of interceptions in the red zone, he's been very careful with the football in his career. So this could be just a preseason anomaly, which I I tend to think it is, but still not a good showing from him. But it's obvious now when you see the the lights go on and um, it's game time, Finley is obviously proving why this coaching staff moved up in the draft to get him in, in the fourth round why they've spoken so highly from him despite some of the practice struggles. He's a guy that is a total timing rhythm guy. He's not going to wow you with the arm strength despite the size, but he's very anticipatory. He knows where guys are going to be, so he, hit, he throws to a spot a lot of times now there were a couple of throws despite the high accuracy the past two weeks there were a couple of throws that were a little bit behind some of his receivers or a little bit errant but they made a play and bailed him out but still overall um I've been very impressed with with Ryan Finley um three touchdowns one interception in two games so you gotta you gotta like that um seeing a lot of other questions and comments here uh, you know I think, I think one other thing that we should note is the running back situation. And uh, this Ellis kid is really – you know, he's churning out the tough yards. He's only getting – you know, I, I think he had three and a half yards of carry tonight, but like 15 carries for 50-some yards. And then, um, you know, the, the the week before he had the touchdown catch, he's, he's working hard. And I think that, you know, even though we saw very limited th- – snaps from Mixon and Bernard um, we have yet to see Rodney Anderson Travion Williams was in there a little bit um, I think that those four probably make the team and you're going to see a lot of um, you're going to see a lot of versatility from those guys and I think that that's what's going to help the offense out I think you saw a little bit of a sample see what I did there with drew sample of his versatility being able to kind of move around in motion. He was kind of in a H-back sort of flex type of uh, position when he got set out of motion, went off into the flat, and then uh, scored the touchdown. So he can potentially be a versatile guy. There are still a lot of young players on this team. The coaches are young and inexperienced, so they're still growing as well. This could be a team that if they end up being competitive, which is very possible, if they end up being competitive and maybe vie for a playoff spot, this could be a team that starts slow to begin the year. Um, And then, you know, as they grow together, maybe as that offensive line melds together, everything, you're going to see a team that starts putting together wins, maybe gets a little streaky. I don't know. We'll see. But um, there's a lot – there's a lot – to kind of sort out still with two games left in the preseason. The preseason game is in Cincinnati and it will be kind of the dress rehearsal. The Bengals first team offense probably wasn't, they weren't thinking they were going to get that many snaps, but with so many penalties early in the game, the drive kept getting extended because of all these replays, replay the down, replay the down. So they ended up getting more snaps. So, but I think you'll probably see Andy Dalton in the starters uh, play about a quarter and a half. Um, You'll probably see quite a few guys who you have not seen or seen very little of in the preseason so far get more snaps, get some time. So I think, uh, I think, you know, there's a lot to, to take in over after this game and there's a lot to watch next game. Overall though, I mean, two words from Tom Johnson, good win. I mean, a win is a win. It was a sloppy win, and it depends on how hard you want to criticize things. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit harsher of a critique than, than maybe some other fans, but um, the sloppiness and everything needs to be cleaned up. Some of that is attributed to coaching. Some of that is attributed to just talent on the roster, um, but you do have to like some of the explosive plays. You do have to like some of the development. You're starting to see from some of these young guys in, uh, uh, under Zach Taylor. But I think you know maybe as uh, as the preseason starts to end and close up, maybe we'll sit here and we'll we'll be saying a different you know singing a different tune about hey you know now they're not thinking as much they're more playing and and reacting instead of uh, you know overthinking and maybe causing some of these penalties. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We're going to get out of here because it's late for uh, probably quite a few of you if you're tuning in here on Thursday night again. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com. Keep it there for all your news, opinions, analysis. We appreciate uh, you tuning in here and, and the, the bringing of your questions and comments. Um, and, uh, again, check out our podcast, The Orange and Black Insider, if you get a chance. Um, it's on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that kind of stuff. So check it out. We're on YouTube, and uh, we hope to see you, see you there. Enjoy the rest of the Bengals preseason. We're getting closer to the regular season. Enjoy it things are starting to look up first win of the preseason and first win for for zach taylor as an nfl head coach thanks everybody